Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we're going to discuss something that Everett said has been a Twitter storm, which is apparently a very cool word for people who are on Twitter <laughs> when everybody's talking about the same thing. <laughs> so the uh, the question is, is um, and, and we kind of summarized it, I guess, a little bit in, is the resurrection necessary? Um, but Everett's going to kind of unpack this a little bit and what's been happening in the Twitterverse and uh, tell us a little bit more about where we're headed today. Everett, take it away. <laughs> well, so, the, you know, it's one of those sort of nerdy kind of questions that, you know, people sit around and, and think about and, um, you know, when they when they have too much time on their hand. <laughs> and I uh, the, the question was, is is if it was able to be absolutely proved that the resurrection did not happen, how would that change your faith? Now you had some people, you know, who who came back and they obviously said, "Well, nothing would, you know, nothing would change. You know, uh, there would be nothing different." And other people were like, "Well, that could never happen because the, you know, the resurrection was absolutely true. This was, this is an impo- you know, this is a, a ridiculous question even to ask. This is a heresy, <laughs> you know." Um, but I think it's a, I think it's a valuable question to think about. I mean, something that is you know, one of those kind of core beliefs about Jesus. Um, like what 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 if there was a portion of our story that turned out not to be true and how would that change us? Hmm. So, Say that last question again. If if we found something that's a fairly core belief was not true, how would that change us? Hmm. Well I wouldn't I know from experience that it would make me an Episcopalian. <laughs> That's great. All right, go ahead. And, I already know what you mean, but go ahead and unpack it. <laughs> well, Everett said if you found out something, this is unrelated to the main question, but if you found out something wasn't true that you think is a core belief um, and I was just thinking, what? There's all kinds of... I mean, like, uh, I'm thinking of all Cretans are liars, or all the little things. For for me, a core belief was a reading growing up, was a, a reading of Scripture that made it as infallible as um, <laughs> God speaking to Moses on the mountain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, Scripture came down out of heaven in a gold box, just... Just for me, like God wrote it, um, God's finger wrote the words practically. So whenever I lost that view of scripture, I, I became an Episcopalian. So. <laughs> so so all of those were core beliefs. So because if, if Moses, you know, whatever, I mean, if scripture did not ascend from heaven, that was yeah, a core yeah. belief. And now you don't believe that. So it made you Episcopalian. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That is good. That is good. Well, you know, and I bet if everybody sits down and thinks about it, we can probably um, think about 
things that were viewed as uh, core, <clears throat> whether we knew it or not, right? Because we kind of, uh, in, at some point, probably still today, we make up our own core beliefs, uh, even though, you know, like, I mean... I know that every probably denomination has somewhere um, like the outline of faith in the prayer book to where they can go and see their core faiths, um, uh, beliefs, sorry. And um, and we probably said goodbye or have changed some of them, right? Or maybe no longer believe in them. I don't know. So it's a good point, Tom. It's a very good point. And, and I think there's differences. I mean, I, you know, this, this is still dancing around the topic a little bit, but I think it's helpful you know, when we actually get to the question is I think that there are things like, you know, for instance, um, the um, articles of religion in the Anglican tradition. Um, and, and, and these are things that you probably have only ever read if you got really bored in church <laughs> and were flipping through the prayer book and you'd already figured out the, the, the golden number um, on the calendar. And what's the know, golden number? <clears throat> The golden, you, no, you got. There's a, th there's a thing there. So you figure out the golden number, in the, in the calendar. But well, don't get uh, distracted. Keep going. <laughs> so, so anyway, so anyways, you know, there, there's a section in there that's, that's the Articles of Religion, and it's a, and it's a source of debate. Like, what is the authoritative role of the Articles of Religion on Episcopalians? Now they're in sort of our historical documents, and you know, but they've been a part of the. Um, Anglican tradition, you know, f for a number of years. Um, and, and, and at one time, and I don't think it's true anymore, but I think at one time, if you were like ordained in the Church of England, you had to sign off that you believed the, that you supported the articles of religion. It was never like that for, um, you know, the Episcopal Church. But so, so what I'm saying is that there's things that are traditions within a denomination mm -hmm. that are sort of core, and then there are sort of things that are shared broadly across all Christian denominations. And so, you know, even though many of our um, more evangelical um, friends would not necessarily like say that they believe in the creed or they they profess the creed, I don't think there's really probably anything the creed. That they would necessarily say, "Oh no, that's wrong," right? You know? There is, there is things they'd say wrong, or there is things. Yeah. That... Oh yeah. Um, but I wanna... mean, that's not the point of that. Yo, this say, do we want to talk about those, or we? Um... So descended into hell. I mean, <clears throat> that's where I came from. There's a lot of real specific teaching about how that wasn't true. Although I think it's crazy, but go ahead, keep going. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think there's things that are core to denominations, right? And then there are things that are core to religion, you know, to, 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 so mm -hmm. there's things that are core to maybe Epis Episcopals. There's things that are more broadly core to being an Anglican. And then there are things that, that are more broadly core to being a Christian. Um, and so you can, come to a place of disagreement with something that is core within your denomination, but you may broadly believe still in the, in the tenets and beliefs of Christianity. And so you may just find yourself in another denomination, right? Um, you know, the, the, you know, Tom's a prime example of this, right? The, the things that were core to being church of Christ were no longer true for him. And he got to a place 
where he could no longer really be in the Church of Christ. So, you know, um, thankfully for us, he finds his way to the Episcopal Church. Oh, <laughs> ding! <laughs> oh, <So nice. laughs> um, you know, I, I uh, when you first said this, I, I thought how interesting it was. Um, if you guys know. <clears throat> excuse my throat issues, uh, Mike, science, Mike, Mike McHarvey. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, so he has gone through this. He was Southern Baptist and he was a, uh, public personality I'll say and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he's actually since went back to non-public, <laughs> which is an interesting thing. Um, but he, struggled with these kinds of things of faith and what we must believe. And, um, he, he designed on his website, I don't even know if it's online anymore, but these axioms of faith. And it was kind of something along the lines of, even though I may not believe this because I, I don't even know what to say, uh, like identify as Christian, I, you know, have lowered my stress or something along those lines. I, I don't know what they were. I don't have them memorized or anything like that, but there were these pluses, I guess, uh, positive things about believing in a higher power. And uh, because a lot of people struggled with uh, the resurrection, a lot of people struggled with, you know, uh, immaculate conception and all these different things. And so from his point of view, and he was just very honest about it, <clears throat> but he sat down and lined out what, uh, from a scientific manner, um, uh, I guess I'll just, I'll stop there. Uh, why having faith in a higher power, why, why praying was a positive thing for humanity. Um, and so, um, I, I don't know where I was going with this outside of name dropping. I mean, is it so, so as saying like, was science Mike's, um, thing sort of like, um, even if even if there is no higher power, there's still benefits to praying or believing in a higher power. Is yeah, that what he was yeah, saying? kind of. Um, that's kind of where he went. I wish I would have. I didn't think about this before the show. I would have uh, pulled it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, because there is, um, like, my understanding is there is scientific uh, data that supports someone who prays has less stress, let's say, than someone who does not. And like they've done brain scans of people and whatever they measure stress by, and this could be all bogus, <laughs> but that's my understanding. I actually have heard this outside of science, Mike. Um, or so, if, hmm. if you look at the blue zones, which are nine areas on the planet where people live the longest, <clears throat> one of the commonalities of these coined or so-called blue zones is that they all have a faith or a a communal spiritual life. There you go. It's common. Go. Nice. Nice. But I think that's provable, Justin. Okay. There you go. Bing. We win. Woo. Just kidding. Well, and, and, <laughs> and, I think it's, and I think it's Greg Boyd who who talks about the cons, the the it, this it's sort of totally different, but he talks about um, concentric circles and and sort of the 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 further you go inside. Um, are things that are most widely believed. And like on those things, you better have a really good reason for why you're rejecting that and still claiming 
Christian as an identity, whereas if you go further and further out, so for example, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, the Immaculate Conception, this idea that, you know, Mary was born without original sin. Um, You know, that's something that is not, you know, widely, you know, held. So it's not in the center of the the circles, it's at, you know, further out. Is that really true, though? What? Um... Did I just start echoing? No. Echo, echo, echo. I okay. <laughs> I mean, if the majority of the Christian world is Catholic and Orthodox, I don't know what percentage of Catholics would say they believe that, but I could see that that doctrine or that idea being held by the majority of Christians in the world. Yeah, and I and I and, and I don't and I don't think he and he's not doing it like based upon what percentage of people believe like right but but how many what different re, like religious groups so you know the you know the catholics believe it but that's not part of that's not generally part of the orthodox teaching the protestant teaching right that's something that's unique to right. roman catholicism whereas like let's just say the centrality of baptism is something that you know, virtually all denominations would agree on. Hmm. So, um, to me, it's a to me the question on Twitter: if you want to get it, its core is really a question of Christianity as a philosophy or Christianity as religion and faith. Hmm. Right? Yeah, that's good. So, so if there's no... If, in the in the frame of the question, if you could say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know, Christ was not raised, the people who are, at least according to the Apostle Paul, the people who are choosing to still do this are, are saying, well, this, the teachings of Jesus... Um, make life better, they make the world better, uh, so I'm going to continue to follow in this way, you know. Hmm. But but Paul said, I mean, I feel like this is important, this yeah. is applicable to this point. But I was going to try and beat you to this so I could look like the scripture guy today, but go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> First Corinthians, I will. First 15, 12... <laughs> Um, now, if Christ was preached as raised from the dead, I do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, Christ has not been raised either. But if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is in vain. Your faith is in vain. It's clap. Yeah. And and Paul goes on to say, um, we who have put our, our hope in Christ in this life, we are of all people most pitied. So Paul is basically saying, you know, I'm risking my life for this thing, and if mm. this isn't true, uh, uh, this is pretty sad. But mm. but in America, despite what you might see on some news channels or talk radio, Christians are not risking their lives to follow Jesus. So, um, and... My thought is that 
most of the people who would make the my my guess is that most of the people who would make the argument the strongest, you know, it's coming down on the side of Paul, aren't actually thinking about what Paul would have called the resurrection. Ooh. We've talked about this a lot on this <laughs> on this podcast, but well, yeah, Jesus was raised. He was a ghostly spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just Gnosticism. Or, uh, or yeah, there's a resurrection. I'm going to be in heaven someday, floating right. on a cloud with a harp. Or, uh, <laughs> do you get my point? Yeah, but he uh, was still human. He still has scars, etc. It's not a ghost, right? Right. 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 And you know, you, you, you guys can read my mind. You know where I'm going with this, but... Yeah. To me, the only thing, and, you know, I could grow in faith and understanding, but we don't, we don't know what the, the faith of the early church was based on this vision of Christ they had seen. And the only way that I know that the pain of this life is redeemed, that I see anyway, in scripture or in our tradition is through um, that idea of Christ's resurrection. I'm not saying that I understand it. Mm. I'm not saying that <laughs> uh, it's something I comprehend because by its nature, it has to be beyond comprehension. Mm. But um, the hope that most of us have in our faith is just, is not very dissimilar from what you know my ancestors in Sweden had in paganism, or which is this spiritual resurrection to like an astral plane in the halls of Valhalla or something. <laughs> um, so it's an interesting argument. I just wonder how many. I just wonder if we could ask all these people in this Twitter 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 sphere. How do you guys say that? <laughs> nice try, buddy. Um, what do they mean by resurrection? That would be an interesting question. That would be an interesting question. Right. Back to you. Thank you, Tom. Um, you know, I, um, I have to say that it's interesting on a good day. I can believe in the resurrection of Jesus when I'm, uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting too because when I am my when I'm uh, taking time for prayer, <laughs> when I'm calm, when I'm not stressed, when I'm you know probably taking care of myself the most, if you will, then I can see easily and believe uh, easily, if you will. I don't know that that makes sense, but the closer I am to um, God, I guess that's the way I'll say it, the, the easier, more easily I can accept this. Um, now, that makes this all about knowledge, but it's interesting because that's kind of a place to where I kind of, I think we kind of come from as a resurrection of Jesus was raised from the dead and one day we will be too. Um, and, um, in the, in the eyes of what you have taught me, Tom, on how to see that, you know, still human, still scars and so on. Um, but there's a, there's this great, um, chapter in Orthodox Heresy by Peter Rollins, it's an older book, um, but he has these little snippet stories. And one of them was, what if, 
um, you know, these people came out of Jerusalem and they go off and they're what they found a Jesus community to where uh, they go in and they're all uh, followers of Jesus. And this guy who comes into them tells them, oh, hey, by the way, he died um, or, or no, no. After Jesus died, they left and started a Jesus-following community. And the guy came and said, oh, he was raised from the dead. And the, and the leader pulls him aside and goes, don't ever tell anyone that here because they'll stop following Jesus and living the way they are. Because if, you know, if in the end it's just a big reward, it doesn't matter what happened, grace covers all, then what's the point? What's the point in, in following Jesus and, uh, you know, uh, loving others who don't love us and so on, so on. And uh, I thought that was a very interesting spin on that. And I think that sometimes, um, as Peter was saying, that sometimes get people get caught up in that. And, and uh, you know, they're so, what's that phrase someone uses is they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Um, okay. Well, but so- I think I, I think the challenge to that, you know, for me, Justin, would be, Pete's assumption that somehow Jesus's teaching was revolutionary, right? Mm-hmm. That loving your neighbor was revolutionary. It's not. I mean, it's 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 just good social teaching. I mean, Jewish teaching, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. It, it, the the reality is is that much of his public teachings about what does it mean to be faithful to God, he's just teaching them Torah. He's just teaching. Right. right, but he's he's. I would say that he is. I would say it absolutely is revolutionary. He may be teaching Torah, but it is revolutionary to them because he said, "You have heard eye for an eye, but I tell you, he's taking it to another level." So I would say his teachings are absolutely different from Torah, right? From Levitical law, whatever. So I don't. I I I think I think we I think we make too too big of a diff a thing about that because. Even within rabbinic Judaism, there would have been sort of that argument. Um, I mean, that was just a style of of teaching, mm. and 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 rabbinic Judaism is to to sit there and to 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 you know you, you say this, but I say this, and this person says right, this. Right, 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 right. Even right. to today, that's that's how that that's that that's how. You know, Judaism is is taught and and, and debated, okay. and so yeah. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, I I I really think that 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 we do, and I and I'll even say that I I think that that sort of our caricatures of first century Judaism um, border on, and and it's common border on anti-Semitism when we um, we kind of make Judaism this you know heartless, graceless religion and then jesus came along and said um oh by the way we're supposed to love other people as though that's not been the heart of jewish teaching for thousands of years right 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 we forget that love thy neighbors in the old testament or hebrew scriptures and we think it's right only in the christian whatever new testament yeah yeah good point tom what were you gonna say i was gonna say um i know you're just kind of quoting Pete Rollins from memory. But um, I what I hear in that is what I hear a lot, which is, so we have this like mental um, system of understanding something, say we got as a child. And the most 
And all we do is substitute new categories, but we keep the same system of understanding. Like, okay, so when I was, so Pete Rollins, I feel like what he's saying is, if that's, I haven't read that book or that chapter, but um, so for me, it used to be heaven, but now it's the resurrection. It's just a different reward, but Mm. it's, it's still a fundamental misunderstanding. It's not about uh, the reward. And that was kind of the point I was trying to make earlier that, and I didn't make it very well, Mm. which is, I think it's, it's very possible that very few of us actually know what Christianity is. Like we have this faith (laughs) that um, was rooted in Judaism, but also that somehow was the fastest growing religion for this long period of time, uh, depending on who you talk to, could have, I mean, brought down a system of um, religion in Rome that had existed for thousands of years um, that their society was essentially based on. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying it was, it wasn't a um, land. It wasn't all about. Um, high in the sky and the sweet by and by it was <laughs> it was something that impacted people where they were in their daily life right that made them change the way they live give them hope and joy and peace and it was somehow for those early folks first few generations rooted in an experience they had had mm. that they couldn't deny and it and, and I think that we, most of us, when we think of Christianity, we're not thinking of that. We're thinking of American evangelicalism. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I would love you just to come out and say it, <laughs> but I mean, it sounds like it's just all about going to heaven. Right. It's like, doesn't matter what happens here because, you know, I got baptized, I said this prayer, and I'm going to go to heaven. So whatever I do here is irrelevant, um, and, and that's that's what I that's what I mean by so heavenly minded, no earthly good. That's right. how I took that. I think that's Shane, Clay, Shane Claiborne. Um, but I have a very hard time in in um, over the years of of sitting and going, you know, thinking in the resurrection and what Jesus Jesus being resurrected. I mean, just being like, yeah, hundred percent, I'm on board um, with that. Or if it didn't happen, would I change what I'm doing? And I've given that thought in, at, and not even out in conversation, just in my own self. And because I sit and ch- I'm challenged by that daily. Um, gosh, Dr. Rhonda at our church, a gentleman, a professor, uh, gave this reflection uh, about who am I? The who am I question or who do you say that I am? And he's like, every day I have to deal with that question from Jesus of who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am um, a resurrected, you know, son of God and so on. And we deal with that every day. And it's funny. It's kind of a funny question, too, is like, is the resurrection necessary? That's like the core of the meaning of faith. And yet, even though I can sit in my 
time of quiet and reflect and be like, that's stupid. No one has ever been raised from the dead. That's stupid. I'm still moving forward in a way that it did. And I'm living my life according to that, even though I question it. And it's just faith, (laughs) right? So whether it happened or not, I feel like I can say, I'd still be in doing the same thing. I'd still be recording this podcast. I'd still be teaching youth on Sundays because something else is there guiding me in that direction. And whether it happened or not, like I said, on my good day when I'm fed, not tired, you know, I can be like, yes, Jesus was raised from the dead. But you know what? I'm human. And and on bad days, I don't know what I'm going to tell you or what I'm going to (laughs) do. And so... Um, I, I don't know. There you go. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> let me, let, let me say, let me say this. I, um, you know, my, my, my answer to the question was, is I would convert to Judaism <laughs> and, and I'm not, and I'm being dead serious. I've, I mean, I've heard that before. I, I, That's why I'm laughing. Not, I've heard that before. <laughs> it is that, you know, um, um, <laughs> I think that if the resurrection is not true, um, everything that we say about Jesus, we have in fact created a second God. Hmm. Or we are guilty of worshiping a false deity. Um, and, 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 And so at that point, you know, I would have to see Jesus within the Jewish moral tradition and say, mm. I'm, 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 I'm going to go and, and, I, and not, not be like a, a, a messianic Jew, but I mean, like really go in and, and, and join, you know, Judaism, mm. um, because I need some sort of a, of a narrative and a, and a moral philosophy to help shape me. I need the practices to shape me. Right. But if my practices are all based upon Jesus, the Lord, the son of God, who in fact is not the Lord or the son of God, um, then for me, I would have to say, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm out. Hmm. That's interesting. The truth is, this is where we live. Yeah. Yeah. That's a faith, right? The question, the question betrays the point that Hmm. because we're not those folks, we have to live in this, yeah, faith, like you said, um, as Jesus said, blessed are you because you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen, you know, so uh, I'm I'm open to every person who says to me, I'm not sure I believe in this because to be, I feel like if we're honest and we've put a lot of thought into it, we have those questions. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I, you know, just real quick, keep that thought, Tom, and, and you can close this out, <clears throat> is it's okay to, you know, you don't have to tell people that, but everyone thinks about this, right? I mean, it's not like, and, and I came up from a place to where when I did think about these questions, I felt bad, right? Because I was not 100% on board, or I felt that way anyway. It's like, pfft. This is what this is, right? Discussing, wrestling, struggling, and so on. All right, back to you, Tom. 
Well, I. You got something to close this out? I don't out? have it. I don't have a brilliant closer. Just that um, if you're listening to this and you have found yourself relating to every side of the conversation, well, welcome to our world. So, uh... <laughs> and yet, you know, when you get shot in the back, fall forward. <laughs> yeah. There you this go. This is so. the. Yeah. Go ahead, this is faith, and and we uh, it's a struggle, and and that's how you know that you have faith if you're struggling. Ooh, so. that was a good closer. E, you want to add any cherries on top? No, I I I, I echoed everything Tom had just said. I think I think wrestling and asking questions and being uncertain are um, are part of the Christian faith. Of part of our formation, it's part of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, and so the, the, the questions, the doubts, the uncertainties are not bad, uh, and, and are not wrong. Yeah. There you go. The priests have spoken. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Good conversation. Thank you, uh, Everett for bringing this thing you speak of. What is it? What, tw- uh, Twitter? Yes. Twitter, Twitter. Okay. Thank you for that. Tom, you should look into it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your time here, and I hope this uh, will start the conversation for you to go back and, and share with others. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at Fun Drain Pod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.